0: The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that?
1: Welcome in. It's been a while. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we didn't think we were going to be giving you our next podcast at this time that the world is in. But Stanford Steve, alongside the Bear... Mayor, uh, you are bunkering down at home. I'm actually on campus tonight for a sports center. It is Monday evening when we're taping this. I just wanted to check in with you. How you doing, bud?
2: I, I, I'm, I'm doing okay. Just, uh, just staying home as much as I can and uh, yeah, catching up on some... Uh, Small television. I, I usually, I have never, I never watched Breaking Bad, so I finally started watching Breaking Bad and, and, and I'm like hating myself for not, uh, watching it sooner. But no, we're, uh, wife and I, we're, we're doing fine, staying in, like I said, as much as we can and just trying to, uh, get through it like, uh, like everybody else and from a, uh, I, I guess selfishly from a, from a handicapping standpoint. I mean, it's, uh, the, the one thing that is keeping me a little, a little scene during the day and on the weekend was just the, the horse track still going. So hopefully, uh, uh, they'll continue to go as long as people and the animals are, are safe and they have, have policies in, in place. But I, I would think, um, at some point that will probably come to an end. But uh, the most important thing is everybody stays, uh, stays healthy and safe. And hopefully, uh, you and, uh, and Travis are doing the same.
1: Well, they always say great minds think alike. I too never watched Breaking Bad. And that's the only thing I've been watching for the last two weeks. <laughs> I am currently on season five. I don't know where you are, but um, um, I am I'm on still, season I'm, five.
2: I, I have not yet finished season one. I literally, literally, okay, just started it the other day, so, and uh, and uh, we got to make a grocery store run uh, the other all day, right. so just packing up and, and doing some stuff. So I did not finish up season one yet, but uh, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm all in.
1: Uh, well, we wanted, uh, Jason Barrett, who was a former, uh, radio producer for Dan Patrick at ESPN radio when I was in ESPN radio, uh, has started a, a site, a, uh, a, you know, a company, a Barrett Sports Meeting. He released a bracket of Sports Center anchors that's gotten a lot of reaction. Uh, just figured it's, it's enough time to, uh, you know, to have him on, have some fun, uh, hopefully get some laughs out of people. So we're gonna have him on and talk about how he went through making the Sports Center greatest anchors tournament bracket. Uh Barrett Sports Media, again, that's that's who he is. We'll have him on. And we also have two guys that are in the bracket, uh, Steve Levy and John Buchi Grass that are uh that they're gonna call in and give their reaction and you know, we're just gonna catch up on a time where, you know, I think a lot of guys are just home uh whether you know whatever their home situation is but they're they got a little time on their hands so I appreciate those guys uh being able to call in later but bear I also got an email today from our friends at bet online and you have not seen this but bet online has released week 1 through I think week 11 12 15 yeah army navy's on here for the wow, 2020 college football season all right. Um now yeah, have, you know I've not seen these. No. So uh I want to definitely pick your brain on what you're maybe thinking there. Um obviously, you know, the sports calendar is getting wiped out every day, you know, that I come to work. Um you know, that week one is still uh on the schedule. Um and I'm looking at Navy is supposed to play in Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, college
2: um, game game is supposed to be there.
1: That is. Okay. Uh, I wanted you, that's, that's the plan. Um, that's yeah, a nice, yeah, that, that that's is. a nice so, thing to have on the calendar circled as long as everything yeah, goes hopefully, accordingly, hopefully,
2: right? Hopefully, hopefully everything will be okay and we can, uh, we can still, still do that show. But yeah, we, we, we were, uh, we were really looking forward to that. And, uh, like I said, hopefully, uh, things will, things will clear up and come more focused and we'll be able to uh,
1: head over to Ireland. What's the, what's, when's the last time you were over there? Are British Open?
2: Uh, I have I have never been to Ireland.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
2: I, I, I've been to I've been to the UK. I've been to I've been to Scotland. I, I've been to to England, uh, but I, I've not been to uh, Ireland. So I was actually really looking forward to uh, to going there and, and maybe getting over there a week early or so, taking a little vacation and, and oh. seeing what the uh, yeah, <clears throat> seeing what the uh, the Premier League. This is all before obviously everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks, yeah. so maybe I can catch a uh, in early 2020 2021 uh, uh, English Premier League uh, game at anfield with Liverpool but uh we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in uh, we don't name, we don't know what tomorrow even old so it's hard to, to forecast uh, five months from now four months from now so uh with, with everything being uh put off like they are but no, uh, you know, you know what the funny thing is uh, uh and my, uh, my wife, every year we, we take a nice vacation during the, uh, the late spring and, and early summer and we're kicking around a bunch of ideas. Do we go, do we go here? Do we go there? We're kicking around maybe going to, uh, going to, to, to Turkey and Istanbul and, and then the, the whole that, that military action in that part of the country. So like, hey, you know what? Let's avoid that for now. Let's go somewhere that's safe and we'll be okay. Let's go to Northern Italy. Let's go to Milan and Turin and oh. and, and Verona. So, uh, yeah, I doubtful that's going to happen at the end of May now. So, hey, I guess the most important thing, though, is that uh, everybody stays safe and people, people, uh, people are alive. So, uh, hopefully, uh, all the uh, the doctors and stuff can can come up with a uh, some uh, some type of treatment or a vaccine or uh, the social distancing work uh, keep our uh, our emergency workers and uh, able to able to help uh, squash this.
1: Well I don't have to worry about you because you know first thing I think of is when I hear the bears the bear's gonna be bunkering down you don't have to worry about oh, yeah. him I have like I know people have like wine cellars you know where people that you know that they get into that stuff but you know sp- storage rooms and basements to store stuff I imagine your house having just boxes. Of as many different kinds of pasta as possible. Is that true? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes, I have a. Uh, yeah, actually, I have uh, let Tell you what we have right now because just look. I got bucatini. I got which is my favorite, by the way. That's the hollow spaghetti bucatini. bucatini oh spaghetti. yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw throw it some mussels and some white clams and scallops. Like you're golden. Uh, I got bucatini. Okay. I got I got penne. I got ziti. I got rigatoni. I, um, I got uh, farfalle. Uh, I got some lasagna noodles. There. I'll probably make up a made a nice big ziti last night. Maybe I'll make some lasagna uh, later in the week. Does the
1: bear make his own sauce?
2: I usually do make my own sauce. The only the only jar sauce that I will use is Rayo's.
1: Oh, that's me only, too. That's
2: the only. That's the only jar of sauce, but usually I will uh, I will make my own sauce. Yes.
0: Very what's good. the wine? What's the wine like at, at your house, Bear? I assume you just have like a
1: massive amounts of boxes of it.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A box of white Zin is usually the uh, the, the, the go to here.
1: <laughs> the old go to. Um, <laughs> that is that's too funny. Uh, uh, so we do have some week one lines. We mentioned Na- Navies and Notre Dame. Uh, we'll get to the, the 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 bracket in a bit, but uh, we got the Holy War again. Week one, we got Alabama versus USC in Arlington. We got Baylor and Ole Miss in Houston. Michigan is going out to play at Husky Stadium. That is interesting.
2: Yeah, that's uh, really interesting.
1: Would you like to take a swing at what the line is currently from Bet Online for Michigan at UW?
2: I will. This is this is a great exercise because I have not seen <laughs> these and I really haven't even begun to, to 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 like break down all these teams and rosters yet.
1: Neither I'm have I.
2: Gonna say, I'm going to say. Washington minus two.
1: Very good. It's actually a they open it as a pick'em. Okay, pick'em.
0: Yep. Okay, I can see that. With no practices and everything, how does that impact? Does that impact your betting at all? Going into the well,
2: season, I, it's interesting. I was actually talking to a, a colleague about this earlier today, and again, um, I, we are going to be optimistic here. And uh, hope and assume that the season will start uh, when it's going to start, whether that is feasible or not, we don't know. But uh, I think you you will have to take a look at teams that have a lot of returning starters and have stability on the coaching staff. I I think teams that might've had big shakeups on the coaching staff or uh, uh, inserting and maybe a, new starting quarterback or uh, key newcomers on, either on the line or on defense, uh, those teams might be at a little bit of a disadvantage if there is reduced uh, practice time. If you're, if you're unable to become acclimated with the new coaching staff or new coaches really aren't uh, used to how they're able to work together, I think I think those teams are the teams that probably might be a little more rusty and a little more uh, susceptible to, to, to early season loss. But if you're a team with – uh, a, lot, a lot of returning experience and, and a, a consistency of the coaching staff. I think those are the teams that would be able to get uh, through the, the lack of a spring practice or extended separate fall practice as well. I don't know what you think, Steve. Uh,
1: I, first off, I got to, I, I constantly, every day we're in this situation that we're in now, you know, with the quarantine and all that stuff. I can't imagine how nuts college football coaches are going, Bear. You know, as many as, as I do, college football coaches are like, I know everybody has their old creatures of habit sayings, but the, the idea of college football coaches is you like a lot of time, you know, you lift as a team. A lot of times you lift in yep. groups, you work out in groups. It's so easy for a college football coach to keep tabs on his guys because a lot of times, you know, hey, Tuesday at 3.30, you know, the tight ends are running. Uh, You know, Wednesday at 7.30, uh, O-line is lifting in in the weight room. And you just – you have a whereabouts. You have a sense. You have a knowing of where your guys are. And now, you know, everybody's gone their own ways. And, you know, college kids, they don't have a gym at home to work out in. And you're just constantly, uh, you know, having to, you know, Trust that these guys are, you know, in a ways of working now. I mean, I go back to my days in, in the late 90s, and I just think about guys that went home for the summer were always put behind the eight ball because the coaches liked when the guys got jobs out at school and stayed out at school because they knew they were working out. They knew they were getting, you know, those runs in. They knew, you know, they had other guys pushing them. So I can't imagine what college football coaches are going through. Um, and, and I'm not talking about the head guys. They got enough on their plate uh as far as you know dealing with you know boosters and all that set and setting up meetings but the position guys that just really are in the office every day and and just you know thrive off you know being around those guys and and, and knowing that they're they're getting their workouts in. So those are the things that I've been thinking about. Um as far as looking ahead of this year I can't I can't even do it man. I, I just I yeah. just think about how far and you know coaches are I mentioned the creatures a habit, but how worried they are about how far behind You got all, think about all the, you know, the new, what's the new thing going on? Oh, guys leave high school to, you know, to go to college early. Think about all that, that, that's wasted. Cause those, those guys got out in January. You know, I think some of them, I saw a couple SEC schools, I believe it was LSU had a couple spring practices before it got chopped out, you know, so it's, it's, I don't know how they go about this. I mean, you constantly have to be readjusting your calendar as we all are in, you know, in our Mm -hmm. own situation. So that's what's, uh, that's what sticks out to me. I can't really. I mean, I would imagine they're going to tack on days to fall camp, um, you know, because a uh, no spring ball. Um, so that I just, yeah, veteran leadership is is going to be huge, and and guys that are really good in the locker room. I think coaches are going to have to rely on that.
2: Give me, give, give me, give me, uh, give me another
1: game. You
2: know, me. Uh, <laughs> just, let me see, like, just, I am not to try and put my head and get get it, get a like, good. All a, right. a good one. Something to look forward to as opposed to.
1: Alright, week uh, week two. Louisville. All right. I'll give you I'll give you a choice. Week two, we got Louisville at Clemson, Texas at LSU, Tennessee at Oklahoma, Ohio State at Oregon. Take your pick at one of those. Ooh.
2: Ohio State, Oregon, I'm really interested in. Uh, that, okay, I'm gonna say Ohio State minus six.
1: Bang. On <laughs> the number. <laughs> And you said you didn't yes. see these. People are yelling at you right now.
2: I have, I have not, I not seen these. I have not seen these. That's the one thing. I mean, I'll, I'll be on Twitter every now and then, but it, it, especially now, you got to limit what you're, what you're looking at. It, it, your, your mind just goes places you don't really want it to go. If you, if you're, if you're, too prone on Twitter. So, what were the other games you said? Louisville, Clemson. Yep. Te- te- Louisville, Clemson, Texas. LSU use that day. What was the other one?
1: Tennessee at Oklahoma.
2: Louisville at Clemson. Let me, let me give a Louisville. I'll, I'll do Louisville-Clemson, and I'm going to curious about Texas-LSU as well. Uh, Louisville-Clemson, I'm going to say Clemson minus 24.
1: 21. Okay, close. 21.
2: And then that's, not go- uh, that's
1: not going off at that number.
2: No, no, it's gonna. I, I, that, that's a red arrow up.
1: Uh, I'm planning on being at Texas at LSU. What do you think?
2: See, I, 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 that's going to be a, a college game day uh debate day if, 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 on that day. Heck yeah, so you got Texas at LSU when you got you got Oregon, Ohio State as well. Uh, let's see, LSU, Texas, LSU was uh, LSU was what seven last year in Austin when they were better. Mm. Um, Texas, uh, but the home field. I'm I'm going to say LSU seven.
1: LSU six.
2: Okay, right. Uh, in 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 the ballpark. All
1: right. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a? Uh, a, I mean that's talk about teams that are revamped. Tennessee and Oklahoma.
2: G- G- two. Okay. Uh. Why do I think this one might be lower than I normally would? I'm going to say Oklahoma fourteen.
1: Oklahoma eight and a half. Eight
2: and a half. That's what. Yeah, I, that was my initial. I, I I wanted to go lower than I initially would have thought. I, I think. I think a lot of people are going to be high in Tennessee this year, and I and I think Oklahoma uh losing. <clears throat> excuse me. Losing Jalen and and quarterback changes and some of that will be interesting. I, I'm not sure the big 12 this year is just Oklahoma and everybody else. I mean, there, there were enough close calls last year for the Sooners. Uh, and, and I think it, uh, Baylor obviously will be a little bit down, but Texas is there. The guy at State could be better this year. Uh, Texas Tech lost a ton of close games last year. Uh, West Virginia is probably still a year away. Uh, they, they, they had some moments last year, but I, I, I think they, they're another – Recruiting class away, uh, Oklahoma State should be better with the especially uh, everyone coming back there on offense. So I'm not sure the, the, the Big Twelve is just Oklahoma and uh, and everybody else is. Uh, is Al- is Alabama at Georgia on there? Did they did they do that one?
1: Yeah, it says Georgia's at Alabama though.
2: Uh, that's that's what I meant. I'm sorry.
1: Uh yes, Uh Georgia mm-hmm. yes Georgia at Alabama. That's week mm-hmm. three.
2: That's right. That's what September 19th. I think it is. So is that what that that is? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. See, I I think, I mean, I thought this, I think George is going to be pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, but it'll probably be in, in Tuscaloosa. Yep. I'm going to say Alabama, Alabama six.
1: Alabama seven. So there okay. you go. There's a little taste for the people uh, of oh. just curious out there. But Bet Online has released those. I did uh catch it was LSU. I was caught uh, caught a little of their practice. They got this freshman quarterback TJ Finley is enormous. Mm-hmm. They list them at six six two fifty. Wow, that's Jamarcus that's, territory.
2: Uh, I was going to say that's Jamarcus territory for sure. That, that, that's going to be an interesting thing to follow this year because. Remember, two years ago, before Joe Brady got there, like, Joe Burrow did not have a, a great year. I mean, it, it was, it took, like, the revolution and the evolution, uh, of that offense with Joe Brady for, for Burrow yep. to finally take a yeah. step forward. So I, I'm curious to see now what happens, uh, th- this year with LC's offense, with, with new, new offensive staff there and, uh, and, and a new quarterback. A, a, and new running back. I mean, obviously they recruited well at running back, but Edwards Flair was so good. I, is it a one year blip where they're going to come right back down, or will this newfound success uh, keep it going? I'm I'm curious to see what way it goes. Can't wait to hope. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it continues because it's what people were were crying for forever with LSU to have a have an offense like that, and and they did last year. We saw what it did for them.
1: Absolutely, no doubt. All right. Well. uh, that's our little college football banter back and forth. We want to get to this bracket, and uh, we'll kick it off. He's an old friend of mine uh, from, from ESPN Radio, but uh, we'll get into this bracket that he released on Barrett Sports Media. Uh, here's Jason Barrett. We want to welcome in Jason Barrett, uh, an old friend from ESPN Radio back in the day. Uh, Jason's the president of Barrett Sports Media. He covers sports media industry online at BarrettSportsMedia.com and can be found on Twitter at SportsRadioPD. Jason, uh thanks for doing this. We want to talk about the bracket, obviously. Everybody's been talking about it. Uh it's up on your website. You got the voting going on uh, you know, online where people um, you know, have cast their their results in. Uh we've already had a sixteen be to one with Matt Barry. Uh I guess he's more in the know with uh Keith Oberman. But uh can you just offer where people can vote on this to go through this, this sports center anchor bracket that you have posted?
0: Sure. and It's good to hear your voice, Steve. Been a while. Um, yeah. Folks can find all the, uh, the polls each day on, at, uh, on Twitter at Sports Radio PD. I've also got a, uh, column on BarrettSportsMedia.com where people can find it right on the page and it'll show you, if you click on that column, where, what the schedule is for each day. Um, you know, listen, when we put this together, I thought it would be well received and I thought, You know, Sports Center has been one of those shows that, you know, a lot of people have a high opinion on. It's just, it's one of those shows that has universally been well loved. But honestly, I had no idea it was going to blow up the way it has. Uh, It's been fun to see. And I think that just speaks to that we're going through a really tough time in the country right now. People are looking for a much needed distraction and something fun to sink their, uh, Keith into and fortunately this has uh, helped a little bit with it
1: yeah so uh people aren't familiar the one seeds are dan patrick keith overman Stuart scott and scott van pelt the two seeds are chris berman uh rich eisen linda Cohn, and bob lee in the various brackets i want to start with uh the hard-hitting questions do you know can you release <laughs> who the do you can you release who the first four out were Uh, the
0: first (laughs) of, (laughs) you're talking about the ones, and this is the hard thing. Like there are people that are not on this bracket that drove me nuts, not, not having on the list. Uh, so like, for example, George Grant was one of the, uh, final four that are out. I still think George Grant should be on the sports center bracket. The guy did the first sports center, but Mm -hmm. I got outvoted on that. He didn't make the cut. Steve Bunin didn't make the cut who was, uh, towards the end, uh, was it uh, Brett Huber or Hume? I forget the last name, but he was uh, one Haber. of the guys on the list. There you go, Brett Haver. Yeah, I screwed that up, too. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, there were a couple others that were kind of in that same conversation. There were the only older folks that, you know, I, I think George Grant for sure should have been on the list. But uh, Carrie Ross, there was a case made for a couple others.
2: What type of S-curve you have? Because if you you look in in that way downtown region, you got Keith Oberman, who's probably the most talented guy I've ever worked with at ESPN as the one. Yep. Chris Berman, who you you, you look at ESPN like the reason ESPN is existence is because of him. And no one read highlights ever uh, better than Boomer. And then he, he got a three seed. Uh, a, a Charlie Steiner who made his living on the sick he was so drunk. I, I I don't know what your ass curve is, but that is a uh, that's a pretty stacked region you got there.
0: <laughs> I think that speaks to the power of the show. No, I mean I've had people <laughs> saying that to me all all week about how do you have Eisen and Stew in the same region? How do you have you know? Bucci and Tarico and Van Pelt and Linda Cohn in a region. I'm like, it's the one of the most successful shows in the history of sports media. You're going to have I, I, talented people line up.
2: I think you had one of those like little CBS conspiracy moment uh, theory deals with the bracket. Like, oh, well, look what how Coach K against Tommy Amaker in the second round. Well, you got Stuart <laughs> Scott and Rich Eisenman who worked together. You want that one versus two of the guys who probably did more sports centers together than, uh, than probably anybody but Dan and Keith.
0: Right. Well, and you know, like Dan Patrick had once said the best he's ever seen do the show was Bob Lee. Well, if I put Bob Lee in that region, you know, Dan would probably say Bob is better than me. He should move on. But if I put Bob Lee in Keith Overman's region, then DP would say, well, how am I going to make a case against Chris Berman? I mean, (laughs) there's going to be really talented people that have done the show and have really, you know, carve an itch in our minds with the way they've done the show, they're going to, at some point, cross paths. You can always make a case for, you know, like I thought Robin Roberts should have been a little higher. I definitely thought George Grant should have been on the list. But, I mean, there are always going to be some of those things. But at some point, you can't hide. You know, there's going to be Kenny Mayne and Dan Patrick crossing paths, Craig Kilborn and Scott Van Pelt. I mean, there's just really talented people
1: who've done the show. How did you decide whether the the longevity factor? You know, a lot of these newer names obviously don't have the longevity of what SportsCenter, you know, all of us in the same – you know, we're all in our 40s, uh, you know, grew up on. Where was the cutoff for the younger demo and trying to keep names that are relevant right now?
0: I think that's one of the uh, – honestly, Steve, that's one of the hardest parts for me. I'm going to be 46 mm-hmm. on Friday. If you ask me, I'm gonna always elevate Mike Tirico, Robin Roberts, over you know Hannah Storm, Nicole Briscoe, just for the fact that to me, SportsCenter in its heyday was always the the people I grew up on. They're gonna have a deeper connection. I'm fortunate that I've got some people that work with me who don't who didn't grow up on Dan and Keith like you and I did, and so to them, the first impression of Keith Olbermann was well, I heard about Keith coming back to SportsCenter and he's Supposed to be this great deal and, you know, tremendously talented. And I watched him do Sports Center. I didn't think much of it. And I'm going, are you out of your mind? Like, Dan and Keith are like, the greatest combination of all time. If you're, you know, somewhere between 40 and 60, I think you're always going to just have a soft spot for the people who did Sports Center, probably between 1992 and 2005, Uh except Van Pelt. I mean, you work with Scott. Right now he's, you know one of the hottest things on television. And so it's almost like, well, there's there's Scott, and then there's the nostalgia of the past. Everything else really doesn't, you know, get that much consideration. And so, you know, it's always humbling sometimes when I work with some folks who are a little younger because they'll say things that I can't, you know, I just can't relate to, but I also look at it and go, hey, look, when you're working with someone who's 28 or 35, they have a different impression of the show. And so you have to factor that in.
2: You, you know what's interesting, too, just in a couple of these other uh, matches. I, I, I don't know. Your your SVP Adman 1 versus 16 matchup, it feels a little bit like that, that Kansas uh, pen game from a couple of years ago. <laughs> the like, how the hell is a like a 16 seed? That's like the strongest 16 seed you could ever have. It's no also, doubt. No like, doubt. And then I also like the, uh, the potential second round matchup between Stuart Scott and Bill Pito. Cause I, I don't know if you remember. I mean, I remember, and you might, and Steve Mayer as well, but I remember the old NFL countdowns where mm. you know, Bill P, Bill Pito used to be like on that show on Sunday.
0: And oh, get, yeah. Like, he was the, great.
2: Like, some of the, some of the lower games. And then Boomer would turn him into Stu game when Stu was on countdown. It'd be like, uh, we'd have the, the, the big, uh, a 49ers-Cowboys game, and then he'd be like, oh, and the Buccaneers play the Falcons, <laughs> and he'd go, like, So you got, like, the, the two, like, lower-level uh, NFL countdown guys at the time eventually meeting in the, uh, the second round. So I got a kick out of that as well.
0: I'll tell you one thing that's really uh, opened my eyes in doing this, though, because what you just said is kind of where my head goes. I go, well, Stewart's going to beat Nicole Briscoe, and Bill Pito will beat Carrie Champ. And then I look online, and I see Bill, Tweeto, uh, Bill Pito's got 12,000 followers on Twitter, and Carrie's got a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> now, if Carrie puts a post out, guys need some love. That just happened to Keith Oberman last <laughs> week. The power of Matt Barry on social media blew me away. Now, I know there's some folks who don't like Keith because of some of the political stuff. But I'm sitting there going, this is literally the regents named after Keith Oberman's line. He should move on. And yet, like Arizona State started posting for Matt, and all these people got behind Matt,
1: and it wasn't even a contest Spires.
0: at the end. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, you're going to get, and that's why I, I feel like we do, we used to do try and do the brackets on uh, SVP and Rosillo. and we had coaches, we had a coaches bracket one time, we had rappers one time, and you got you these people. I think it was Penn State and Tennessee. It was like Joe Paterno and Pat Summit, and people. So, so one of the schools found a glitch in the system, and they were they were voting like over a million times a day. So uh, good luck with all that stuff. Um, I do have, I I I know you're you, you probably not want to admit it, but I think your biggest mistakes. I know you're gonna you think you have mistakes, and we all oh, do. No, it's go a bracket, and
0: I'm all I'm. I'll point a few out myself.
1: Mike Tarico, and and Steve Levy, I think, are brutally seated, as is Gary Miller. Now here's what I go. I, I'll give you my elite eight in 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 that fashion. I got Tarico and Gary Miller. I got Levy and Eisen, which is a brutal matchup. Uh, I got Robin Roberts and Boomer, and I got Dan and Bob Lee. So it's it when you get down to it, it's really tough. And like I said, I'm I'm more siding with the longevity, and and I'm biased to the times that I grew up. Uh, no offense to to some of the younger demo people that. You know, weren't alive for for you know that growing up period. But if you look at one person, you know, you said you had people talking with you. You know, and and those people are the are the younger demo. Who? What was the biggest uh, discrepancy you would have you you had in in the CD?
0: Well, I think you know when you work with some younger folks, like for example, I can understand. Like, I don't think Adnan should be sixteen. I think it should be higher. But I'll I'll tell you what, like. Using him as an example, the case made was when you think Adnan, you think baseball tonight more than you think Sports Center. And I said, yep. okay, I could uh, at least understand that. Uh, when you think Mike Tarico, you think play by play, you think football, you think NBA finals. And I'm like, mm. yeah, but you know what? Mike was really great on Sports Center.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Uh, like, I, I think Mike probably should have been somewhere between three and four. Uh, I think, like, for example, I think Robin Roberts should have been a three seed. I think Hannah Storm should probably have been a five. Uh, you know, I think there's some of those kind of things that I go, yeah, we could debate eight spots. What I think is really tough is you're probably outside of maybe Berman, you know, or Bob Lee and taking out Keith or Dan or Scott. Like, those are the those are really hard to make. And, like, I don't think you go wrong with either of the ones or twos. I think it's when you get into the threes and the fours and the fives, there's a little bit of wiggle room yeah. there. Um, I think Neil and Stan being an eight and nine, which made for a good conversation, I still mm-hmm. think they should have been a little higher. Um, and I had a couple of folks who really love Carrie Champion. And I'm sitting there going, look, no disrespect. I think she was great on first take. But I don't think anybody's talking about the noon sports center with Carrie Champion. So I don't see her as a nine. I see it lower. But, you know, what are you going to do? They're not they're not all going to be perfect. It's just like any tournament. You're going to have some things. You go, yeah, I don't know about that one. This one, you know, like I had some people say, how do you have Jamel and Michael so low as a 10? They took over 6 o'clock. And mm-hmm. my counter to it is, listen, you're right. You could easily say that. It also didn't last beyond a year. And Jamel herself tweeted out, said I didn't have enough time to do the show effectively. So, I mean, there's going to be some some of that stuff, you know, but... Overall, like my, my final, uh, my final four, I wound up with Dan Patrick, Bob Lee, and then I had Craig Kilbourne and Stuart Scott. I just love Kilbourne and it was really hard. I had him and Van Pelt, uh, and I just was like, you know what? There's something special when Craig did it, but in the end, I had Stuart and DP.
1: I I I just gotta jump in here. Hold on one second, Bear. I pelt has got a brutal road. Fowler in the in the second round. That is brutal. And then the Tarico monster. I I had him losing to Tareko, so um that, so, yeah. that, that region well, listen, that's
0: Scott's got a million followers on Twitter. If he wants to win, he puts one tweet out, he wins. You know that. I mean he's he's the hottest thing on the show today and he's, you know, incredibly popular like I think Scott will win social media no problem. Like Craig Kilborn, I can't even find on Twitter. He doesn't have a shot against Scott.
1: Instagram. <laughs> big Instagram guy.
2: It's Fowler. Fallon. Right. Fowler's the big Instagram guy as well.
1: Yeah. Now,
2: I'm, I'm glad yeah. you hit on Bob Lee because I always said like, if there was going to be bad news or like, uh, like something serious, I always wanted Bob Lee to be the voice that, that broke it to me. Right. He is, he is a, in the professional broadcaster. That's Bob Lee. And question for both of you, because I think I saw someone throw this out there, uh, when, when talking about Boomer. Like I, I certainly remember him doing sports Center, and you both do. Do you think most people today consider him and remember him more just for NFL primetime as, as opposed to a sports Center?
0: Absolutely. I think you think NFL primetime and Sunday countdown. Uh, you could even argue play by play. It's been so long that he was on the show. Now, if you grew up on him like I did, you remember the impact he had on ESPN and that show. But, you know, if you, if you would just went based on the last 20 years, most people don't talk about Chris Berman, Mike Tarico as sports center anchors or, you know, Robin Roberts. I mean, there's some of these folks who I grew up on and were important to my upbringing of watching sports television. But, they've definitely built a bigger niche and doing other things the last two decades.
1: Well, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, I see the results coming out. Uh, you have the schedule for all your, uh, posting and when stuff will be released. Um, Jay, it's, it's great to catch up with you, man. Uh, I mean, uh, providing some content in, in these times where, you know, people are looking for some, uh, I really appreciate your work and I appreciate you jumping on with us.
0: Always happy to do it, Steve. Continued success to you.
1: We now uh welcome in the four seed in the Bad Beats region of the Barrett (laughs) Sports Media bracket, Mr. John Buccigrass. Grass. How we doing, buddy? They know who we mean. (laughs) We will we will touch on that story. I want you to tell the story of that. Uh I know, you know, it's it feels like a a little inside the bell way sometimes when we say it all the time. Whenever you come on with Vampel. Uh, but we we will get to that. But you know, you're a part of this. You've been here 23 years. You're on. You're, you know, you see your name on the seed line. Your initial reaction to seeing the bracket?
3: I just felt like I was. I don't know. Do you say too high or too low? I mean, me as a four, I I thought I'd be like a 10 or something. I mean, ESPN's been around a long time. There's been tons of men and women who do it so well. Uh, I just don't look at myself as as being in the uh, the top 16, but, uh, I'm very honored. I think I'm, I think I'm terrible. That's how I look at myself. I can't (laughs) believe I've been
1: here for 23 and a half years. Take yourself out of it. When you look at the, at the bracket, it's totality. Who do you think is the most underseated person? Someone like Gary
3: Miller, I thought was, it was way too low.
1: Yeah. I had, he
3: he was, what's he like a 14 or something?
2: Uh, Gary's
1: six. He's a six.
3: Oh, six. Okay. I, I, I thought he was some sort of double dig. But, um, you know, overall, I think, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Looking at it. Bob Lee, a two, that's solid, you know. Yep. Kenny, Kenny, a three, Kenny, a three. That might be a little, that might be a little, uh, uh, charitable there. Kenny, a three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> certainly, I mean, and yeah, I think Kilborn wasn't high enough. To what, what's Kilborn's number?
1: He's a he's a three. See, the problem with me, Bucci, yeah, he, is that I think longevity should play into it. That's why I think you have got yeah, a deserved right. seed. You know, Kilborn, what do work a year or two? Yeah, it's about three. But to me, he's okay. a top. He, he's a to me, he's a top
3: four. He might be on my Mount Rushmore for my four favorites. So certainly Ooh. for me, he would be. He would be at least a two. Um, but I see what you mean If you do take in Because like, people don't realize Like I, I I've been in SportsCenter Like you said w- Way longer than him But like You know Longer than Keith Oberman was In terms of total years You know It's like all these Amazing names But I, I have been here A long time I'm a stats builder I'm like the Dwight Evans Of SportsCenter anchors You know <laughs> I've been here a long time I just oh, Solid members every year You're more than year. a
2: compiler Bucci. You are more than a
3: compiler I'm a compiler I'm a compiler Don't no, call you're him not. sick I've called him sick Once in 23 years so, Yeah, I'm just a I'm just a white
1: heaven. What about your four? You said that your Mount Rushmore Killboard's on there. What what do you got? What, who do you got as the order three? Well, I, I,
3: I just I felt like I, I can't do that because you know it, it, it's too <laughs> close and I have too many good friends. But, but I, I mean,
1: just pretend to nobody's me, Berman, listening. Nobody's listening.
0: <laughs> Berman is the goat. Ber, Berman
3: okay. is the absolute goat. He invented what we do. He's yep. the first guy who talked about rock and roll music and having fun and just loving the sport, like how you guys talk about it. Those are the guys and gals I love to watch, people who obviously live and breathe sports. It means that much to him. So Boomer is the absolute GOAT. And, again, just stylistically, you know, certainly uh, just when, when, that, when that music would come up and the tease would come up and they would take that two-shot from, like, the Skycam in the studio, at at the 1 a.m. or the re-air, if he was on, I would watch the entire hour for sure. <laughs> like him and Ravi to me, like Ravi is really underrated. Maybe not in this in this receding, but like from your probably your average person, I mean three—that's a good number for Ravi. That's very okay. good. Like he's right there, phenomenal. He can do everything. Oh. Absolute Hall of Famer. So uh, so when him and if him and Kilborn came on, I'm watching other people I might not watch. So to me that that's a big thing. So I'll go I'll give you 3. I'll go Berman Kilborn. and then the way Oberman just wrote as if someone who yeah. loves to write and read, I love words. I just that was something that I you know aspired to. He really kind of made you reach. And I never got to anchor with him. I wish I did, but if I had, it's kind of like work with Anderson for me. He writes so well. He pushes me really to keep up. You know, and so that's why I love working with Johnny. I got to keep up. And so he brings a lot out of you. So, but, um, so yeah, so that's, that's where I would go with that.
1: Bucci, um, you mentioned Boomer as the goat. All right. Um, there's a, there's a long last your your name in my phone is Bucci grass. Um, and that was, (laughs) I want to say invented by Mr. Boom, Mr. Boomer, Mr. Chris Berman. Can you tell the people how, you, that, that inside joke, or why, why Vampel always calls you Bucci Grass? Can you tell that story uh, for the people? <laughs> yes, yeah, certainly I,
3: I got an odd name, and its it, it origins are Italian. It used to be Bucci Grassi a long time ago. I wish it still was. It sounds cooler. But somewhere <laughs> along the line, they chopped the eye off. And so my name has been butchered throughout my life. It's not a big deal. I don't mind. But it, occasionally, people will say Bucci Grass, even though there's no A there in the last part. It's G R O S S. Uh, and John, the late great John Saunders used to always, also on the air, say John Boogie Grass next with NHL tonight. For some reason, him and Boom, who are great <laughs> friends, call me Boogie Grass. And so, so the original, and, and the whole and, and I kind of did that. They know who we mean, which I'll get to in a second. The punchline of the Berman story is: uh-huh. if I might do a, a, top, a top ten on Sports Center, sometimes we get those shot seats last minute, and there's something from La Liga. And I I don't know this guy's name, and I know I mess it up. So so when I do that, I I always throw in, they know who we mean, as a way that, you know, I know I didn't get it right, but it's
1: close enough. But what
3: happened was the the Boomer story originates in the old Brendan Byrne Arena, now with the IZOD Center. Is that thing still standing? Have they torn it down yet? I think they still have concerts there, I saw Cole play back in 2011 there with the kids. But, uh, <laughs> but it was the old Brendan Byrne Arena, Stanley Cup Final, 2003, Devils-Ducks, boom, used to come out and go back and forth to the finals. And so uh, we're in, you know, and he would, do, he would do the Sports Center hit, and I would, we would take NHL Tonight on the road, and we would yep. do a little NHL Tonight as well. We would share the set. He would go first right after the game. It, it's on this big scaffolding. With with a player like in the Zamboni door there, it's like not a great arena. Now now we go in luxury suites and all this stuff. We see where all these sports center sets are for the NBA and hopefully in the future the NHL again. But he's on a scaffolding. It's a hundred degrees. It's June, and so he's doing this thing. And they they do their their sports center segment and their ABC segment. And now they ask him to do a, a quick NHL tonight segment for me and Barry. And uh so. It's 100 degrees. It's midnight. He wants to get downtown in New York City and get a quick drink and a dinner in with all the guys. So he's going on and on. And he tosses it to, you know, Melrose tosses it to his other analysts, and it comes back to him, and he goes, oh, thank you very much. Let's go back to the studio in John Bucci grass. So he said that. And so the, the producer at the time, his name was Jeff Ross, he presses the button the little button and the producer can communicate to the to the anchor yep. from the production truck and he says ah oh, chris we need to do that segment again you know it's 2 minutes it wasn't long but it was long enough and it was midnight and it was 100 degrees and boom we wanted to get out of there and it was for NHL tonight which was on ESPN2 lowercase. so so jeff says, oh, chris can we do that again you said john Buccigrass. grass And boom, leans in, presses his button to communicate to Jeff, and he says, they know who he
4: is.
0: In other words,
3: I am not doing this again. I am getting in a cab. I am going downtown to Manhattan. I'm going to order a highball and some chicken parm, and I'm done. And when you're Chris Berman, you can do that.
1: Uh. <laughs> it's, it's,
3: it's always a great story to talk about his amazing personality he's our jackie gleason he's our you know he's these are just our amazing personality a great guy gives wow. and gives and gives and so, so it's a good it's a good story to have because obviously it's you know it's self-effacing it it's i get it i understand it i got no problem with it chris needs to get hydrated let him go they know
2: who he is. <laughs> It's so funny because I can remember a story. I don't. It was either it might have been Olympic uh, at the at the end of the U.S. Open, and we had those late night wrap up shows again. He's he's looking to get back to San Francisco. I I remember we're, we're putting it to tape, and and he throws to break, and when we return, we'll be back. And it was just like what. (laughs) <laughs> and, and we, just, we, we just went with it and
3: that was it we, we weren't doing it, nothing again oh, <laughs> gee, the oh. oh yeah the brain, the, the brain starts to go late at night and it's like oh we've been here all day we've been in I just gotta go and, and sometimes you know some people can get away with that and when you're the goat you, get, you, you can get away with that but it's turned to a great story again he was my hero yeah, ESPN came on came on the air and I was 13 years old. I, I saw him and I said, that's what I want to do. So all through high school, picked a small college to go to to, to try to begin the broadcasting career and then to end up right next to him, you know, when I was uh, 30 years old and I got hired in 96. It was just so surreal and he could never be more nicer. I can't tell how many, I, I, would, I remember I signed a contract extension. This is maybe three contracts ago. I don't even know how he found out he, like, left a voicemail on my voicemail saying, congratulations. Mm. Like, the only person who's ever done that. The only person who's yeah. ever told me, like, you know, it's good. And I tell people, if I ever brought you in the ESPN for a tour, me and, like, a couple of high school buddies, if he saw you, he would come over and give you the oh. best Chris Berman for 15 minutes. Yep. And you know what? Ne- like, he, he He, just, n- he
1: never he disappoints just when he walks in a room. He never, never disappoints.
3: Never. Ever. Always has his A game in terms of uh, giving people Chris Berman. He's like Otto Palmer. I tell people. Arnold Palmer loved being Arnold Palmer. Chris Berman yep. loves being Chris Berman, and he just he gives and gives and gives of himself.
1: Vucci, on the way out, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, uh, the Frozen Four, you're not going to be able to call it this year. But if I know it's, I'm putting you on the spot here in a, in a brutal way. If there was one team that you were really looking forward to to call their games in a possible Frozen Four game, is there somebody that sticks out just because of the, the season and the opportunity you saw they had this year?
3: Yeah, it was, it was Cornell. Um, okay. you know, Cornell is such a cool place to watch a game. When you think of the old school college hockey of the 70s and the 80s, uh, Cornell still has of that same spirit, small little rink. You know, when they play Harvard, they still throw the fish on the ice. They got all these cool little traditions. They haven't won in a long time. The women were number one. The men were number one. Mm. So, yeah, I was really looking forward to seeing, uh, to seeing Cornell, you know, being there to the frozen four. And the other team would be Penn State. I think there's still a lot of people don't realize Penn State, You know, like your casual sport fan, doesn't realize that yeah. Penn State now, now has a top 10 hockey team. And huh. it's been a moneymaker since day one. Like, you know, as of a few, few years back, the football team and the hockey team were the only sports that made money at Penn State. Now the Big Ten is so huge and the basketball team has come back a little bit. But at the time, the basketball team wasn't making money. So mm. uh, the hockey team, has, it's been a revenue producer. It's been successful. And so I was kind of having Penn State and a Cornell and then be North Dakota coming back from uh, being down a little bit and then maybe uh-huh. Ohio State in there because it's close to Detroit. That would have been – I always kind of – you know, I, I always want the best Frozen Four matchups so more yeah. people watch and get buzzed. So that would have been my four. But, yeah, Cornell was a team. You know, Oberman went there. A lot of the SBM people uh, went to Cornell. So it's, it's just a cool little romantic uh, hockey team that they really looked at with a
1: lot of affection, The pe- the alums. And the people who root for him. All right, my man. Thanks again for doing this. I appreciate the time. Anytime. It's not often we get the bear joined with a fellow Jets fan, but uh, Steve Levy happy to join us. He's the most brutally seated center anchor in this bracket. We'll talk the bracket in a little bit, Blevy. But you're uh, where are they got? You're a four? No, where are you?
4: I think I'm. I think I'm four. I think you're a four
1: are yeah, you're a four in the Booyah region with, with Stuart and Eisen, that loaded bracket. But your initial thoughts is seeing yourself on the four line.
4: I actually have no problem with four. Four is a solid really? number. I, you know, you know me, no ego. Uh, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I do have an issue, not just with the bracket, with the side of the bracket, right? Woo! I mean, if, I gotta believe I get past the Jake, the Jack show. Uh, and, and if I do that, then it's really loaded on my side specifically. Well, I got I got to go up against Reese, Captain America, I got <laughs> Stuart Scott on that side too. I mean, I'm not sure I would have won on the other side of my own bracket anyway. But yeah, the uh, the odds were stacked against me from the beginning, and I feel like I'm just gonna you know uh, take my punishment and, and go home after winning one round. I'm, I'm okay. I understand where I rank. That's always been one of my strengths. I know where I I know I know where I stand.
1: What, uh, I, I actually that matchup you face in the second round, Reese Davis and Brando is my favorite first round matchup. Just knowing the legend that Brando is, the legend that Reese is, the, the longevity leaves. That, that's what, that's what sticks out to me. And I know the newer people are out here, you know, using the social media stuff and, you know, they only know, you know, what have you done for me lately as far as TV goes. When you look at this thing.
4: The competition is supposed to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not, it's not ESPN personalities. It's sports center
1: anchors, correct? Correct. And that's why I said you were brutally seated because, I mean, uh, I mean, you've, you've gone off the deep end a little bit. Your sports centers are are not as, you're you're not accumulating as many as you used to.
4: No. I'm not eating up the innings like I used to in that regard. No, <laughs> uh, but well, you know, how many? What was the last time you know reached a sports center? By the way, how many <laughs> sports centers did Tim Brando actually do? You know, yeah, he played. He, he probably
1: so. I got Robin Roberts taking down Keith. I got Boomer yeah. winning that one. Yeah, I got Dan. I got chalk in the in, the, in Dan's region. I got Dan and. And, uh, and Bob Lee, I got yeah. Vampel Pelt going out to Tariko. Really? Yeah, I got Tirico, uh playing uh, Gary Miller to go to the Final Four. <laughs> People always ask me, like, you know,
4: who's your favorite sports center to anchor with? And I always say, listen, it was strictly for the commercial breaks, but Gary Miller and Bill Pito, my two favorites <laughs> during the commercial breaks, uh, they just had me cracking up no matter what we were talking about. So, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun, but I think it's been, you know, it's been, it's, it's mis, miscast, misnamed, right? You want to have sports center anchors or ESPN personalities. And of course, as you guys know me pretty well, if it was for ESPN personalities, I'd be you know you're, lucky to make, uh, you know, others, others <laughs> receiving
2: votes or something like that, you know? No, 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 no. You're, you're I, I look at that, like the, the, the handicapping and the tournament side of it. You look at that left side of the bracket, you go like, Two national championship type games: Dan versus the General and, and KO versus Boom. And, and, I mean, that's like a ridiculous side of the bracket.
4: Yes, but you do. If you want to look past that, you do see the Dan Keith semifinal. Uh, that would be epic as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just look at. Uh, it was brought up. We had Jason Baradon who did the bracket. Uh, Stephen. He just talked about the guys that you know. The familiarity you had in, in the bracket you're in. You, Stuart, Eisen, uh, just, and, and that's where I saw the, the longevity of, of growing up, you know, and, and then seeing you guys do your thing. Is there something that sticks out? You know, is, is there one w- w- you did with Stuart or, or Eisen, you know, the higher seated guys that, that just, you always think about when those, when those guys' names come up?
4: You know, uh, so I did my first ever sports in with Ravage. And, uh, you know, he was there like a whole three months before me or something ridiculous, you know, something. But, but I was so nervous and so at all, and I tell people this story all the time. Back in those days, you started on a two-shot, you did the fake look down, and then look over to your own camera for the one shot. And uh, I never looked down, and I never changed cameras. So I did a traditional 40-second Levy lead-in all on a two-shot. And I got McQuaid, Mike McQuaid, in my ear saying, Hey, Steve, turn left, you know, look left, <laughs> camera three, gently in my ear, but I was so locked into the prompter, I was not moving my head. So poor Ravi has to, you know, just be out there in the cold standing out there with me. And uh, so, he, you know, he was the first one there. Uh, Stuart and I did so many of the big shows together, not the big show, but, you know, big shows. I feel like we were the first uh, combo on on every time the set became a new set. A new mm-hmm. digital center. Uh, we always talked about how the Super Bowl postgame show Sunday night from never in the stadium, of course, but always in whatever the Super Bowl city was in. Uh, that was always our favorite show. And uh, we always had in common that, we, you know, we hated the Roman numerals. and yeah. But we could always be sure that, you know, our age was always whatever Super Bowl it was because Stuart and I were the same age. so. Um, but those roy's great. Look, I've, I've been blessed to work with a lot of great people. Is Kenny Maine on there? Did Main make the list?
1: Yeah, Bucci pointed out he's be, he might be a little over Yeah, he's a three seed. How about how about Bob Stevens? How did he do? He did not make the cut. He was on the first <laughs> first four out. First? <laughs> was, was,
2: was he on one the, actually? No, Tarico, I think was the first guy on a on ESPN News, but Bob Stevens, Betsy Ross, they were a, uh, an ESPN news staple there in the early, in the early days. I, I remember working in, the, in the, uh, the research room was in that little area. And everybody had to come running through the research room to get to the uh, the news studio. so yeah yeah, Bob Bob Stevens and uh, and Betsy Ross. We're, we're talking about all these like, sports center seatings and brackets and rankings. I, I want a, a more apt, a, a, very, a more of a heavy hitter Power ranking here. I, I want a ranking of the uh, the alumnus of John F. Kennedy High School in Baltimore, New York, because that is yeah. a uh, that's a who's who list right there.
4: Uh, well, I would definitely be fourth in my class. Uh, <laughs> this is really a tricky one. I think Shefty's got to go one. Uh, Adam Schefter, yeah. Uh, I think our, our friend from Wheels Up. That's really a toss-up there. Kenny
1: D is my number one overall seed when it comes yeah, to that Sean, score. Very whole down.
2: I'm a member. You, you, have to, you
1: have to put him first. I'm a paying
4: customer. Um, but Doug Ellen from the creator of Entourage, I would say Doug Ellen and, and Kenny you were know, very close. Um, I think Joey Buttafuoco's girlfriend at the time
0: uh-huh. uh, went to our
4: junior high school. <laughs> and uh remember Debbie Gibson, yeah, oh, electric youth. pop uh, pop star. There, always in my dreams or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, she was. Uh, she might have been there too in our high school also. So yeah, it's quite a cast of characters. But I'm way down the list, and and surely that's the only Hall of Fame I'm ever going into. I'm I'm convinced <laughs> of that. Uh, but uh, we had we had a good night. Schefter and I went in together, and actually, it's an interesting story. That was the night we were going and we are getting ready to go on stage to accept our entrance, and uh, Shefty had the RG3 trade. Remember that blockbuster? Yeah. All the draft picks, he had it, he showed me it, and he told me he couldn't use it. And so he had all the information, he had it right, but he had to protect his source at the time, or the timing wasn't right. Uh, And I really learned a lesson about Shefty's business that night and I'm pretty sure Glazer broke it like an hour later, whatever, you know, that's these these guys do. They go head to head, back to back. But um, I gained a whole lot of respect for Adam Schefter. I mean, at that point, guys, right, that would have been, you know, that would have been right up there with Brady going to Tampa Bay. I mean, that was yeah. a massive move. Yep. And um, and Schefter was like, you know, he sort of shrugged his shoulders and said, listen, you know, the reason I break all the other ones is because my sources trust me and respect me and I have this respect for them. So, you know what I I had it, you know I had it, but I'm not going to get credit for this one. I'll get the next 10, you know. And he, and he has, but uh that was uh, you know, I was just sitting back enjoying the night and Shefty was feverishly working and you know, that's his his side of the business. That was that was quite an evening at the, at John F Kennedy High School.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, we can't let you go without getting a jet's question and what you know, what have you been doing? No XFL, you know, I haven't seen you at a sports center. Um, yeah. you know, you 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 you're safe. You you're hanging out. You are letting people know what to do. I'm uh, homeschooling my kids like everybody
4: else. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm also in favor of paying these teachers a whole lot more than they were getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> my sister agrees. You know, I I think that uh, you know a lot's obviously come out of this, but we we think about the people like how how lopsided the, the pay scale is for the world. And I'm, I probably fall into this category too, right? But in this time of need and crisis for all of us, mm-hmm. you see the people that are paid the least are the most important, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it totally flips, you know, the, the teachers, your emergency workers. You know, doctors do very well. I get that. But the nurses, uh, sanitation is so important. Your food people in the restaurants, right? Delivery people, the people that work in the grocery stores. I mean, like society uh, in a critical time like this has totally flipped the other way. And if it hasn't opened your eye, if, you know, you weren't aware of this earlier, that everybody should be aware of really how important all of these people are and how they're really saving all of us and bailing us out um, in this time of crisis and time of need and um, – you know, I, I, I think an important – hey, a lot of lessons have been learned during this time period, but I, I think that's probably a good one to learn and be aware of, you know?
1: No doubt. No doubt. Uh, hopefully see you back on campus soon here. Again, thanks for uh, a couple minutes, bud. I appreciate it.
4: Okay, you know me, the technological wizard. If you need me IT <laughs> help, I'm your guy. Give me a call. <laughs> the help
2: desk is overloaded these days.
4: If you really need me, just send me a fax or something. I'll be here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks, bud. All right, see you guys. All right, so kind of a smorgasbord of things there uh, that we did with college football and some interviews on the bracket, just trying to have some fun and get some people on talking. Bear, I I'm not sure if you knew this, but uh, I am off Twitter for Lent, and I have one question for you. Yes, is Twitter better with or without sports? Worse. <laughs> Why? Why? Because there's it's. It's so morbid
2: out there, especially right right now, because uh-huh. there is sports at least you can have idiotic conversations that don't matter you can, stupid hot take about a player or a game whatever it doesn't mean anything. The conversations going on there right now are, are like life and death conversations and, and mortality rate it's it, it's a place right now that I don't i I, I take like bits and pieces of it. I'll throw my, I'll throw some horse racing picks out there. People, mm-hmm. love, people have asked for some picks, and, and and I'll do it. And, and some people are like, "Why well, people are dying? Why are you giving out picks?" I'm like, "Well, well, people are asking no. for something to help pass their day. It's not like I'm um, so, exactly. but, but it, it's um, there 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 are some there there are some funny things out there. It's some, some things, little like threads that are going out there about. Uh, name five jobs that you had other outside of this that people might not know, or name like five of the most influential people in your life or your favorite recipes i mean there there's some like crowdsourcing type type things like that but but the the news aspect of it is just so so dismal and dreary and depressing right now that yeah it, it's much worse without sports.
1: All right. So I'm not missing anything. Perfect. You know, um,
2: no, you, you, no, know, you might, you might want to continue the, uh, uh, another 40 days of like post Easter Lent, uh, okay. uh, on the back end. <laughs> might, 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 just, just stick to the Instagram. It's, it's, a, it's a lot uh, more uplifting.
1: Yeah. If anybody needs me, I'll be on Instagram. Uh, hit up bear on Twitter. Um, but that'll do it. Uh, we will reconvene. I don't know. If you're sitting at home and I'm at work, maybe we'll do this a little more often than we thought we were going to yeah. do in the spring, Bear. Sure. Um, totally. so, uh, if people like it, listen, let us know. And, uh, thanks again, Bear. Take us away.
2: Uh, hopefully uh, we can, we can, we can say it and mean it one time. And, uh, in the near future, it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be a lot more humorous than it feels right now. But the less you bet, the more you'll lose when you win.